Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. Most of us are raised to believe that family is everything, right? We stick together no matter what happens. It's you and me and we all together. We make choices in unison, which means if you doing it, we doing it. And it can really be this message that family truly is meant to stay together at all costs, no matter the cost, and it's above all else. But for those of us who grew up in homes where the view of family was a little skewed, meaning a parent or both parents do something or many things to make you question unconditional love, when you grow up with parents who are emotionally immature, it alters your view of how healthy functioning relationships should unfold. You might think that your parents' emotions are yours to fix or yours to manage. This means if your parents argued or they gave you the silent treatment, it's like you have to do things to um, make them feel happy. You feel essentially responsible for their happiness. If I can keep them in a good mood, maybe I'll be silly and help the mood and energy stay up because I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be criticized or judged or I don't want to be misunderstood. I don't want them to give me a silent treatment. So I'm going to adjust my behaviors, my emotions to fix and manage theirs. You might think that unless everyone is happy, you can't be happy. Unless everyone is sad about the same thing, you can't be sad. This unison, this group think that happens within the family dynamic. Sure, you want to be empathetic, okay? So you want to be empathetic towards the people that you love, the people that you are in relationship. However, true empathy understands that the feelings of the hurting person belong to the hurting person, right? But you are with them so that they don't feel alone in their hurting. The feelings of the hurting person belongs to the hurting person, not you, right? It's this sense that the kind of perverted view, this warped view of family, is just like, if I'm hurting, you too are hurting. In this very moment with whatever I'm hurting about, you need to be in it. You need to feel it with me as if we are one, right? Um, and hurting, you doing that with me is your way for you to show that, you're lo- that you love me, that you care about me, and you care about the things that I care about. Well, that's actually not true. It's codependence. If... Your sadness is dependent on my sadness and my happiness is dependent on your happiness. And we cannot have separate feelings or experiences without the other person judging or being critical of the other. That is not family. That's codependency. Healthy family dynamics. Within the context of these dynamics, each person is an individual with their own thoughts, their own personality without, again, being criticized or guilt tripped. 
right? You know, you why are you being so quiet? Everybody out here laughing and such and such and such, and you back there in your room and you don't want to be a part and you act like you're not a part of this family. Well, first of all, when I come out there, you're saying negative things about my body or you're saying negative things about just my personality in general. I don't want to be up there. It's too hurtful, right? Um, or if you have thoughts that are different, opinions that are di- are different, then the guilt comes into the, I don't want to be involved in that particular activity, but you're guilt tripped around that. So they, in this a healthy family dynamic as well, they don't see you developing other relationships or engaging in different things outside of the family um, as a threat to them, right? It's not like, oh, you're there with your friends again. Oh, you just want to spend time with your husband and the kids. You never want to involve us. And maybe these are not exactly things that you heard. Maybe they are, right? But these sneaky settlement ways of you don't call me anymore. You're also busy with all these other things. Some of these sneaky comments that can come in where it's like the the illusion that having relationships and connections with other people is a threat to the family or this particular person in the family. That's not healthy. But in healthy dynamics, they understand it is good for you to be connected with other people. The more healthy connections that you have, the most, the more positive experiences that you have, the better and more fulfilled you feel in life, right? So you're listening to this podcast because that you probably, you don't want to, not probably, you don't want to pass down codependency. You don't want to have your children um, so in tuned and so in line with you where they don't feel um, a true sense of, connection and individuality. You want them to be their own person. You want to have your feelings without pushing and projecting your feelings onto your children. Codependency is not healthy in your eyes. And so that's why you're here. So a few ways that we can end this accidentally, because again, I don't believe that parents wake up or they have a child and they're like, I'm about to mess them. I'm about to make them so codependent on me. It's not even funny. I don't think that they wake up and they say that these things are very sneaky. They're very subtle. And in most cases they're accidental. Are there parents out there that that do um, things maliciously and on purpose? Absolutely. But sometimes a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's this starting out as I'm going to hurt you, but it does happen. It does happen usually out of fear of disconnection, right? So, but we're here to break cycles, aren't we? Yes, we are. So one of the things is seeing your children um, as a mini me. So you may have experienced this, right? Where your parents saw you as many versions of themselves. They project their hopes and dreams onto you. They want you to be able to fulfill some dream that they had about themselves or about you long before you were here. And you can tell it because they have it all mapped out. You're going to go to this school. You're going to marry this kind of guy. You're going to go da, 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 da. And you're essentially a, a mini version of them, right? This teaches children they can't have their own world outside of you, that their happiness, their joy, their um, connection to others and community, the dreams and plans that God has for them are aligned with the plans that you have for them, which is not always true. That verse about, you know, parents train your children up in the way that they should go. I heard someone kind of speak on this, that the, the way that they should go, not the way that you should go. 
as in the parents. Children have their own ways that God has designed for their lives. And as parents, we have to be cognizant of that and not attaching our dreams to their life, recognizing that they have their own giftings, they have their own personality, they have their own hopes and dreams. We are there to provide guide rails to support them and help them be guidance um, on the journey, but we are not to stop them or interrupt their path on the sake of our own feelings. We just want to be proud that our kids did this. We want to be proud to say that they did that. That that don't have nothing to do with you, baby. Okay. So stopping the cycle of codependency starts with not seeing your child as a mini me. Um, the other thing is only investing in yourself as it relates to your child. Now, I know this might be a little sticky. Okay. It might be a little sticky, but go with me. Um, being hyper-focused on how to be a better parent without doing your own work can make you feel like you're only better because of your children. And if you're only better because of your children, you feel lost without them. Now, I don't know about you, but I do feel like my children have given me a whole nother level of motivation, a whole nother level of God's glory, a whole nother level of determination, of love and connection that I could have never dreamed about. And there are a lot of decisions that I make because I have them in mind. That's not to be confused with what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is my kids, my kids made me better. That's not completely true. They may have motivated you and you decided to do the work to be better. But saying my kids may be better puts the responsibility on them. So then if your children are responsible for making you better, they're going to feel that. And what are they going to try to do? Continue to make you better. Right? It's their responsibility to keep you as my mama proud. I got to make my mama proud. So even if that means I'm doing things that I'm not actually supposed to be doing, I'll do it because it makes my mama proud. And I know that I make my mama better. So if I'm not making her proud and I'm not making her better, something's wrong. Something's off. Slippery, very slippery. Okay. So um, our children will, if God willing, right, they will grow up and leave the house. We're raising them to be the humans that they are today, treating and respecting them with kindness as the humans that they are today, but they will spend the majority of their lifetime, again, God willing, as adults. And so we're preparing them, we're guiding them to be adults. So they will leave the house. And if you don't want to feel attacked by their departure, (laughs) right? Not talking about, I'm not talking about the sadness that comes when our uh, children leave and cleave or you know they go to college or whatever because that's that's an identity change you've been their mom and they've depended on you they've needed you for a lot of things so there's an identity shift that has to happen naturally when that when that comes about and it's sad it is it's a grieving process a relationship dynamic is changing that's common and natural I'm not talking about that I'm talking about you being the mother-in-law that people talk about on social media I know you don't want to be her Maybe you have one. I know that's not what the story. I know you don't want your your child or your children to be to go through so many um, difficulties within their marriage because you don't know how to let go. 
because you don't know how to to manage, adjust to this identity shift and see them as children, first, first and foremost, children of God, right? That you are just stewards over, but you don't know how to manage the shift because there was this thought long ago that your investment in time and effort as, as far as being a parent was the only thing you needed to do for 18 years. And you feel lost without them. So then moving on, having relationships, going to college, getting married, having kids and family of their own feels like an attack on you. I know you don't want to make your child's life miserable. And it starts by thinking this way right now. Not when they're 18 and it's graduation day, because I guarantee you, if you wait to have this shift, then it's going to be extremely hard for both you and them. If you wait until they get married, if that's what they choose. It's going to be extremely hard for you to do it then. We are the patterns and the habits and the beliefs and actions and emotions that we practice over time. The things that we repeat make us who we are. If you are not repeating and believing and telling yourself my children are not my own, that I am a better person because I'm a better person and the overflow tilts towards my children that I am the steward of my children and that relationship with them is something that I want long-term, not just when they have to need me, that belief starts now. It has to start now, right? Um, Codependency is sneaky. It's greasy, okay? So stewarding your children is another way that you can think about this whole codependency things. You don't own their emotions, They don't have to be one with what you feel. If you feel happy about something um, and they feel sad about it, don't make them feel happy. Validate how they feel. Oh my goodness, I thought this was going to be exciting, but I see that um, it was a little upsetting to me. Can you tell me about that? Thank you for sharing that with me. How can we make this a little bit more uplifting? If you can't, it's like, okay, I'll just... I'll sit with you to support you in your feelings. You don't own their feelings, right? You can help them steward them by learning how to steward your own. You don't own their reactions and the choices that they make later in life, which can feel like, no, (laughs) it would be so nice if they would go to this college and, and find someone to get together with in their youth group. It would be so nice if they lived 10 minutes away from you. And all you had to do was take a quick little brisk walk and you can be with them forever. And they never had to move out. It would be so nice. Would it? Would you like to be living with your parents right now? Would you like to be 10 minutes away from your parents right now? And you're still functioning out of that family dynamic versus creating a whole family of your own. I told y'all it was going to get hot. I told you it was going to get hot, but I appreciate you for sticking with me. <laughs> Breaking the cycle of codependency starts with you. The management of your own self, your own emotions, your own boundaries, right? And the security really in your attachment to yourself, your marriage, and your children. Being secure that you can never be replaced by anybody, the child, your child only has one mom. The security in the fact that you will be remembered. They will not 
sail off into the sea and never return. That if you steward that relationship well when they're young, they will desire to be around you when they get older. Have security in that. Make decisions out of that security. Having a secure attachment to your child is the best thing you can give them. The best thing. When you hear these stories about the friends that are around you, and they're like, oh my gosh, I love my mom. I wanted her in the room when I gave birth. Or I can't, we spend time together, we go on these family trips and da 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 da. And you hear about these stories about families that get alone and you're like, oh my God, how? You wanna know how? They have a secure attachment. The parents don't feel triggered when their kids make decisions outside of the family unit. They have great respect for each other, not just the child up to the, to the parent, but the parent also down to the child. They're secure, right? Building this secure attachment within yourself comes from healing the insecure and anxious attachment that might come from your parents, that probably made you feel that it was unsafe to have relationships outside of the family, that everybody's dangerous and they're going to do things and this might happen or that might happen, or that they themselves were damaging to you. They were hurtful to you and they developed a wound within you. Right? So healing from that creates a secure attachment to you. You pass down that secure attachment to your children, not codependency. This is what we want. This is what we want. Um, Building this is something that we do together um, in one-to-one coaching to help you pinpoint your specific angle on how this might come about, right? You may not be able to pick up on the things that you say or the things that you believe um, related to the relationship with your children. Maybe you think, oh, it's good for me to think this way or be this way because my parents didn't. Not necessarily true. But having a different eye, taking off those blinders so that you truly are the generational shifter that you desire to be, um, book your call with me so that we can see how I can support you. Okay, monthlyyou.com backslash coaching is where you can find the information to book your call. Again, that's monthlyyou.com backslash coaching, and I'll be happy to chat with you soon. As always, thank you for stopping by to chat with me today. I had a great time and I can't wait for us to do it again. But until then, take care.